0: Welcome to a special edition of In The Keep podcast. It is I, once again, the Motherlode, and uh, this is an episode that's going to mainly be about Doom Eternal. Uh, we have about five more days until it comes out, so I just kind of wanted to like put some thoughts together and try to wrap my brain about what I think of this and what I'm expecting and kind of celebrate with you guys because I can't think of anything bigger to me like this is for me for people like us I guess that are tuning into this the release of a new Doom game is on par with like this is better than Christmas as far as I'm concerned this is way better than Christmas the only thing better than this would be if the Doom game came out for Christmas and that's the only way Christmas could compete this is going to be really fucking awesome and I can't wait so yeah let's just sit down buckle up relax and I want you to remember like this is not any kind of like definitive we're not going to walk away from this conversation this one-sided just me conversation with a definitive answer you know about what's the consensus or anything that's not what this is this is more just uh, an attempt for me to put my thoughts into some sort of format where they make some kind of sense that said The opinions that I do share are dictated down by, obviously, the Drowned God, Cathala. She decides everything, and she'll be the one making sure that I behave and do everything the way that she intends for the world to work. There she is now. But hey, before we get into all the good stuff, I'm going to take a few moments to say some thank yous and plug a few things so first of all i want to say thank you to everybody who supports you guys know i do this every time i get the chance on the show uh but we have so many people who have really gone out of their way to support and it's i think it's an important thing to kind of like talk about at least a little bit because it is tough out there i'm not gonna lie it is actually tough out there to get your content in front of people and not that i had any crazy expectations about a first person shooter podcast becoming like some fantastic phenomenon, but I know what the possibilities are versus what the reality is currently. And, you know, we've been doing this for a little while and it's really um, fortunate we have this opportunity to kind of communicate directly with our audience. That's kind of the beauty of podcasting in general. So I do want to say that first and foremost, the most important thing that you could possibly do if you want to support the show is not just the money stuff for forget about that shit. What What's really important is reviewing, liking, sharing. These are the fundamental things that are, we can't do it without that. We cannot get in front of more people without you guys supporting it. So it doesn't cost you anything to take a couple of extra minutes. It, whatever podcast directory you listen to this on, whether that be YouTube or you know uh, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, I use Podcast Republic, whatever it is, iTunes. Just take a few extra moments if you like an episode to say like, hey, five stars, I really like that. That is a huge thing. Uh, if you see it on YouTube, if you see it Post it on Twitter or just wherever, push that like button, hit that subscribe button, and share it, retweet it. It doesn't cost you. I don't get what the deal is. Like, I don't even know why they're two separate things. Like, it doesn't cost you anything extra to just hit the retweet button instead of the like button. On Reddit, hit the up button, upvote it. If you find this on Reddit and you do enjoy it, hit the upvote button. It's not that big a deal. And it's not like I'm begging you to do that. I'm just saying, like, if you want this show to, you know, skyrocket the way that I want it to, if it really means something to you, uh, we need that support. So, hey, it, if you want to, if it makes you feel good inside to do something like that, please go ahead and do so, man. We would definitely appreciate it. And then we really, really, really appreciate the people who are keeping the lights on with this deal. So, Dots, Moose, Paul, Zach, Alexander, Lashaka, Brad, Nine Owl, Tones, Jeffrey, Larissa, Nabe, Steve, NVZ, Catman, Samiko, Chibi Sniper, Donkey, VJ Tension, all of these amazing, amazing people. And i am not even naming everybody, like uh, who else? Brand Flakes, Hedukant, everybody. All the apostles and the high priests and the keep. Every member of the keep. If if you're a cultist, we love you. And I know you guys don't tune in for every single episode, but the ones that you do, great. And I'm glad you're there for the games. That's what's really important with about the Discord is playing the games together. So nothing wrong with that at all. But thank you to all these people because what they've done is they've supported on Patreon, donated through PayPal or with their credit card, uh, shopped through our Amazon link, bought merchandise on our Redbubble page. They've become Nitro Boosters in the Discord, which is Really cool because it gives us not just the emoji powers or whatever, but we actually get a higher uh, bitrate in the voice channels and a lot of the podcasts are recorded via Discord in a voice channel. So uh, that gets you better audio quality. So thanks to those people. And also Twitch subscribers. We've gotten a lot of support on our Twitch channel lately, especially with all the tournaments that have been going on. As, As of today, we just wrapped up the Doom 2 uh take the crown doom to dual tournament which was crazy it was such a cool and amazing collaboration between a lot of different people and i had a great time so congrats to the winner denzoa for that I'll try to get him on the show at some point because i just really enjoyed watching him <laughs> dominate really like as he played through the whole tournament so that's something to look forward to also want to say a couple of things, uh, just some links for you guys to go check out. If you like this show, go check out QuakeFans.net and make a point to, uh, if you're up on a Saturday morning, try to get a live cast of QuakeFans Radio or just, you know, check it out anytime afterwards. But all the same podcast directories, whatever, QuakeFans.net, QuakeFans Radio. It's, uh, my boy Samango over there talking about, uh, whatever's happening in the world of arena FPS typically. So, or retro FPS or whatever he happens to be talking about that day. But a recent one, the Diabolical podcast, he's like, I think doing just a straight talk on Diabolical, and he's such a good guy with a lot of, uh, good, Analysis of the state of arena FPS, what makes them good, what makes them bad, what to look out for everything. A lot of the stuff that you hear me talk about on this podcast is because I heard it from Smango. So show them some love. Also go check out rocket jumps zone. The, those guys are putting on amazing arena tournaments. They just had their first big diabolical event and they also do quake champions events and whatever, just a lot of really cool stuff going on with them. If you like competition, uh, check them out. Same thing with State of Quake. Uh, those are you know amazing guys too. Slip, Unkind, Ease Five Thousand, uh, just whoever's in the casting booth. It's a constantly rotating thing. You might even see me over there sometimes if we're doing a King of the Hill or something. But yeah, competition you can't beat over at State of Quake. Uh, if you're a Doom guy, which I assume you are, tuning into this episode, check out the multiplayer Doom Federation. And then also go check out the U.S. Quake community. Both of these are amazing organizations that just constantly have something going on. Nearly every day, you can find a pickup game, you can find an event to play in, or something like that. So if you're into Doom, if you're into Quake, uh multiplayer Doom Federation, U.S. Quake community. Much love to those guys. Alright, done with all that shit, now let's get into what you really tuned in for, which is, uh, I'm going to share some thoughts on Doom Eternal, now, Doom Eternal has been a long time coming. It's been really interesting to watch all the just build up towards it and the way that people have teetered on the subject talking about it. You know, there there was a lot of backlash. We're going to talk about Doom 2016 because I feel like that's a requisite to kind of get into where we're at with Doom Eternal. So let's just go quickly through the history here. We had id Software published Doom, blew the world into smithereens, Doom 2, continued on that same tangent honestly in my opinion i think that doom 2 especially when it comes to deathmatch was better than the original doom episodes at least um that's a matter of opinion that i'm not trying to argue with any about i know some some people prefer like the level design in the first game but hey what whatever the point is doom 2 is the game that has lived on uh through the online multiplayer scene the most then, after years of doing Quake shit, uh, Carmack and the boys created Doom 3. Uh, that was more of like a survival horror game than it was a Doom game. But nevertheless, an amazing, amazing gaming experience. And I had a fantastic time playing it. I'm sure we can all agree on that. And if we don't, also okay. And then, nothing for a long time. 2016. Doom 2016 hits the floor it's just called doom for anyone who hasn't actually played it which i assume you have if you're into this but hey if you're just joining us in the doom community hey we welcome you glad to have you but doom 2016 was in my opinion amazing like still is i'm actually replaying through it right now one last time just to get the get it out of my system before doom eternal hits and you can't Beat the system of like killing monsters in different ways to keep up your inventory. I even like the upgrading stuff. I like being able to kind of tweak your character to kind of play the game the way that you feel like you can play it. It makes it such a fantastic player experience all the way around. The graphics are mind-blowing. The platforming even is really cool. The double jump mechanic. everybody, Everybody digs this stuff from what I can tell the only complaint that I would ever have two complaints really about doom 2016 are first of all, it gets a little wrapped up in the lore. Like it's not that bad, but I really don't like waiting for a cutscene type situation. We ever, there's no real cutscenes. It's sort of like half-life where you can still move around while the talking is going on, but you can't do anything. And a lot of times it locks you in a room and you're just sitting there held prisoner by the game. And I don't, think that most doom people are really into that. And then the other complaint was that it, the movement is just kind of slow it, and it's a fast paced game but comparing it to doom 2 the movement is pretty freaking slow. So that's a, another thing, but otherwise I think the combat's fantastic. I think that even if you pay attention to the story, which you don't have to, but if you do it's really neat. The the whole deal. I like the changing it to the doom slayer, making this sort of mythos around it. I like lore. It's really interesting. But coming off of that game, that sets a huge bar for these guys to hit. So we're talking, you know, the id the team over working with Bethesda. This is ran by Marty Stratton and I believe uh, Hugo Martin. His title is the creative director of the game. Whatever the case these are the guys that are overseeing what will become Doom Eternal and what we're all going to be playing in five days time or whenever you pick this up. If, if you're listening to this after the fact, you're probably just going to like, wow, Mother Motherlode was wrong about it. I'm kidding, but it is what it is, dude. So anyway, these guys are working on this game and they have such a high bar to hit. They've just set it way above. And we started to over the past few months, like late last year, we were expecting the game and then they delayed it and everything. It's just it's just a lot of crap and there's a lot of speculation that can go on here. Like, why did they delay it? Obviously, they want us to. I'd, I would rather wait and get the game that I wanted than I would them publish something because they had to hit the deadline and it come out and be shit or have bugs or not be a satisfactory product in general. Like that would, I don't even want to think about it, but luckily they delayed it. Uh, Here we are. It's March, March 20th. Let's, this bad boy's going to roll out. And all of the people that we've seen that actually get to play it early. So like the G man and Spud Hunter both come to mind. They were putting out these incredible looking videos with, A lot of good commentary. And one of the big things that just stuck out to me immediately, I think G Man pointed this out, was that there are like these weird platforming sections. Like you're, you know, you have some parkour type shit going on where you're like grabbing uh, these bars that stick out and you swing on them. And then you're like, apparently, here in hell where the game's taking place, they've built these arbitrary platforms just for you to hop on and their thing. And so I listened to. I believe it was Hugo over on the no clip podcast. And he was talking about like, well, we wanted the game to embrace being a video game. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. I get that. That's, you know, I get that, but then there's this other school of thought where it's like, we take doom really seriously and we want it to make everything to make sense. Not that anything in doom ever made sense. I don't know why that sentiment really has to exist, but it does. So I know a lot of people are turned off by that. Me personally, I'm going to let it happen. I'm just going to like, let's just see how it goes. My biggest thing is like, I don't really care one way or the other, if it makes sense. I just want it to feel good when I'm doing it. If I get that feeling of like, it never feels like there's a lull. It doesn't feel like I'm, it doesn't feel like the game's fucking me. It needs to feel like I fucked up at the game. Like that's, that's what I want out of it. So if, if the platforming works, cool. It's just a matter of, it's kind of like comedy. It's like, you can say whatever you want in a joke, no matter how offensive, in my opinion, as long as it's funny, because if it's not funny and it's offensive, then you're an asshole. Like that's kind of the way it goes down. You got to make me laugh. And Doom has got to make me feel that amazing, dominant feeling of joy that I get out of a Doom game. It's a very tight, uh, high wire for these guys to walk on. And they are. But we've seen more and more of this. Uh, Spud Hunter had a lot of cool stuff to say about it. I recommend go check out G-Man and Spud Hunter over on YouTube and watch some of their reviews and their gameplay and everything. Just amazing stuff. But sometimes I get scared that like, yeah, but... So they had to sign these agreements, like, you know, go to whatever it was, Bethesda headquarters in Sydney and sit down in a closed room, probably sign a bunch of non disclosure agreements, whatever, and then get to play the game. And I don't know, like, A, are they seeing the game through rose colored glasses, like, because it's this new awesome thing or not? But generally, these are guys that I trust. Like, it's just a hard determination to make. Or I'm just speculating. But, I I got that initial feeling, like, what if they had to say something good? Like, what if, like, what if they're wrong? What if uh, the the final product is different than what they showed us or whatever? But G-Man had nothing but hype. He was just like, yo, we're looking at a game that is going to fundamentally change first-person shooters. Like, he compared it to, like, when Half-Life hit, you know, like, the, the shift in the way that games... Worked at that point, or or when Quake came out, or when Unreal came out. These are paradigm shifts in the world of gaming. And if this game really does just hit all the marks like that, like he says, then I am so st- I I'm ecstatic to play it. It's nothing but good business for me. If if a Doom game comes out and is successful, I would, I'm not in any way trying to be a naysayer whatsoever. But I do have my reservations, and. That's just it is what it is. But uh, Civi was doing like some replays of all the Doom games and talking about, you know, what we're kind of comparing with a comparing Doom 2016 to what we've seen of Doom Eternal. Seems like his good point that I'm gonna reiterate here is that it looks like there's gonna be a lot more like cutsceney type shit. You're gonna be out of body experience a la Doom Three with the Doom Slayer. And they're really going to get into that or whatever. But if they do that, if there are these crazy cutscenes, hear me out. Because I know everybody's going to be... All the real Doom fundamentalists are going to be like, Oh, I don't want that shit. If they are true, honest-to-goodness, like Witcher 3-style cutscenes or like Wolfenstein-style cutscenes, most likely you can just skip right past it. And just if you if you choose to play the game the way you want to... You could just skip that shit and it would never have mattered in the first place. You don't have to. You don't have to deal with it. Dope. If that's the case, then dope. If not, uh, I'm willing to accept some cutscenes. I like the Wolfenstein games. I, I enjoy a nice little bit of a cinematic experience. Not that I want them to take it out of my hands in any way, but I, I can accept it if that's what it is. Uh, I don't know if that's going to turn out to be the best Doom game if that's the case, but I mean, whatever. We'll see what happens. I trust, I definitely trust id Software, and I trust those guys to make, at the very least, an amazing game. Whether or not it's a quote-unquote good Doom game, that's going to be up to the masses and not up to me. I'm fully expecting to enjoy the shit out of it. But, uh, Hugo's been doing around doing a lot of different podcasts. Uh, he was on, like I said, Noclip, he was on IGN, which... Uh, is I don't think I actually listened to the IGN one yet, but you know whatever. And then most notably, he was on the Joe Rogan Experience. Now, I'm personally like I'm doing a podcast. Obviously, I'm a big, big fan of Joe Rogan. Like I, I listen to all the time. He's like my Howard Stern. I'm sure some of you guys out there can relate to that, but. Joe notoriously a big quake guy like back in the day he was very much into quake 1 and quake 3 and everything and then most recently like there was a lot of hype around him like oh Joe Rogan's playing quake champions and this is one where you can actually kind of hear how um all due respect how somewhat out of touch with the greater community of these games that Joe may be and that's not a criticism. It's actually good that he's out there doing everything else and making millions of dollars and doing anything but worry about these games all day. But uh, yeah, like his opinions on like Quake Champions is the best Quake. Okay. I don't know about all that, Joe, but I like it. It's and in fact, to, to a brief tangent here. I think when this PTS comes out, Quake Champions will be in the best shape that it has ever been in. But that said... It's got a long way to roll, especially with Diabolical coming up right now. Like, Quake Champions better turn up the fucking... It better turn it up to 11 right now if it wants to, like, keep me around. I've already been so distanced from it in general. But a lot of the conversation that went on was, you know, Hugo and Joe talking about that. And Joe also pointed out, like, Hugo, why the fuck isn't there, like, a 1v1 deathmatch type situation? That's what... Don't you know that's what Doom players really want? And yeah, that is I, I that's what I want. I wanted there to be like a proper multiplayer mode, and it sucked because, like there's a few moments where it seemed like Joe was telling hugo like i found it sounds like you're a little bit coached here, like you're trying to defend the company or whatever, which is good man, Hugo's got to get paid dog i'm I'm cool like if I was working at in software, I'd probably do whatever the fuck they told me to to keep that job because it sounds incredible, but it just there are little, little things that I'm not accusing him of being inauthentic, but it felt a little inauthentic when he would say stuff about like, oh, well, we didn't feel like we needed that because we have Quake Champions if you want to play that kind of thing. Or like, we just thought it was, you know, it's time to do something that really complements the gameplay of this game. Like, yeah, but we, as Doom fans, we want Deathmatch. Like, that. we definitely want that. And he also defended, like, the Doom 2016 multiplayer mode was like, Oh, it was really competent and all this shit like no it wasn't Doom. everybody knows this doom 2016 multiplayer like it has its its pros but as an arena shooter it ain't even close it's below some of the like lowest on my list indie games as far as like my interest level in playing it is it's uh, it was actually gross at QuakeCon to watch the, like them force it into the limelight. I don't let's talk to Plague TV at some point, but he was casting it, and I was like, "Yo, Plague, you got stuck casting the Doom shit." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just making it up as I go because no one fucking cared about the Doom 2016's multiplayer at any point." So I didn't like hearing him try to defend that. Like, just call a spade a spade, man. And if they're not into doing a multiplayer thing, they just don't want to do the PvP deal like that just come out and say it like we, we don't feel like that's part of it. Cause I'm totally fine with it just being an awesome single player game. No problem whatsoever. But I don't, I really don't know how I feel about this whole situation with the, you know, two monsters versus one doom slayer deal. I'm going to try it. I might have a blast. I could be, this might be the next big fucking esport for all I know. It could be doom battle mode might be the esport that ends all things. I highly doubt it but hey we'll see what happens dude it's just a it was a weird conversation but overall i was really impressed with just hugo's prowess and obviously his resume speaks for itself there were a few other things that kind of come up with him that like he plays on a controller like oh i i don't care i don't give a fuck man if that's how he plays games and that's how he likes it cool but i know that's like one of those like if if we were as the doom community right like i sat down with the the real og doom people players and everything and i've had a few of them on the podcast and we were just like let's make a resume for who should design the next doom game and some guy walked into that job interview and said like oh i love doom and everything about that and i'm like cool what do you got? what kind of mouse and keyboard do you play on or whatever and they're like oh i use an xbox 360 controller i could definitely see some eyebrows going up in that conversation like oh this, huh but i uh i don't care There's a a thing about it though is like you know he has this resume of like he was a car engineer I believe before he became a game designer and then lo and behold Doom 2016 speaks for itself if you put that on his resume then all is forgiven but just some weird shit going on and I'm really interested to see. Uh, cause it's like a sophomore album. It's like a rock band putting out their second album. Like the first album came out and I really love the early stuff, dude. But then they kind of got crazy and wild. And we have like the, the different color scheme going on. Uh, it, it seems a little, in my opinion, a little bit more cartoonish of a game, which is fine. Like yeah, Doom 2, if we all remember, was a little bit crazier than... Doom One, a little zany, and that's cool. I like that. I like the. I believe he actually made the comparison to Evil Dead a lot. Perfect, fine with me. I'm 100 in on that. And it also seems like it's going to be a little bit faster with Doom Eternal than it was with Doom 2016. They've corrected that. Fantastic. We've got the chainsaw coming back. We've got you know all the fantastic weapons. We've got the and a lot of enemies making a return. And I, th- I believe they're debuting a new enemy that is. Uh, I don't know why this was super relevant, but I believe it was the quote-unquote first female demon. I'm like, I don't even know demons had genders, but hey, whatever. It's, I'm glad people are into that if they are, whatevs. And I don't know. Overall, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think that we have to accept that this game is going into the forefront. It's stepping into a new generation of game players that are... They just want certain things, and I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm not old. I'm not one of you old people. I'm a young dude, relatively compared to a lot of doomer boomer people, or whatever the fuck you want to call yourselves. But, but then again, I feel like I'm on that bridge gap. Like I, I'm amongst, I'm amongst everyone here. Like I can see both sides of the argument. So we're looking at doom, and we had like this generational difference between the people who want doom to just be. The same thing it's always been. Then we have other people who really want to play a a new, fresh experience within the the realm of Doom and everything. and That's cool. But what I think is important to note is that the people who are already just 100% in on this, the people like me, the people like, I don't know, my buddies, Violent Heart and Spaced and all the people who have already pre-ordered the game and, you know, have money to just throw at it. Like, we see the name Doom and we, like, lose our minds. Oh, God, I want that so bad fantastic but the people they're trying to sell this game to are the people who otherwise wouldn't have been into it you know like they they want it happens with everything like it happened with the wwe where you know it used to be this awesome thing just for wrestling fans and it was all you know turned up to 11 and then over time they realized like well we want to get that crowd of you know younger people into it so let's tone it down and let's make it a little more PG and eventually we just ended up with a garbage that I don't want to watch but the point is that they want to bring in the crowd of people who wouldn't play Doom into Doom because the people who would play Doom are already guaranteed customers for the most part you just don't want to get to that point where you have alienated your core audience and I really... Based on everything up to now, I really don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to just knock it straight out of the park with this one. Like Everything seems great, but that is an important thing to keep in mind for you guys who are kind of like, oh, I don't like the cutscenes. I don't like the. I don't like that. Blah, blah, blah. They've got to get a new generation of people to buy this game, and that's great. If Bethesda fucks Doom up like with all this hype and everything behind it, like, I, what else have they got? They have fucked up Quake to some extent. They shit the bed with Fallout. Doom is right here, and then they got Elder Scrolls Six or whatever. They if they fuck up Doom, they better like just kill it without Elder Scrolls Cell or whatever, because it's like they're just they've got a bad thing going on with Bethesda anyway. But like, luckily we can depend on it, right? Luckily we have these wonderful amazing people over at id software that we can depend on right so that is what that is what i'm really focused on is like i really just want this game to come out and just blow us all away and we'll all have a great time so with that said they had like several different ways of trying to sell it to us They have the the cool cinematic shit going on, the trailers and everything. They've done a great job, I think, of going straight to the the YouTubers and the podcasters and the people who actually... The people who are into this kind of game already, they've nailed that right down. They've sent everybody all the right stuff, all the right messages. Everything's been great as far as that's concerned. But they also, is like, hey, let's do this pre-order package. If you pre-order it, will give you this awesome port of Doom 64 which honestly man that that justifies the purchase to me alone like i you know i know you could already play Doom 64 and everything there's been like the PC port and all that kind of shit but the reality of it is like i want a proper modern full on no bullshit in my Steam library port here it is and i have no good authority that it's going to be really fantastic i believe if i'm not mistaken it's uh sam villareal uh the kex engine uh folks over at night dive studios that put this one together and there's nobody in the business better at refurbishing games than the guys over at night dive if you don't know who i'm talking about there uh steve kick is the ceo there they you know he's been around since i believe like the correct me if i'm wrong maybe rise of the triad 2013 kind of stuff like that whole circle with fred and with dave oshery and all those guys and they're working on the the big system shock remake which apparently has been halted if i'm not mistaken or they, they fired the team i'm not sure i'd really like to get more news on that which will be for a separate podcast but we can definitely depend on Doom 64 kicking ass. We, no way around it. So that alone, even if this game comes out and sucks, I feel pretty comfortable saying like, hey, I got my money's worth out of it or at least some of my $60 out of it with that pre-purchase for Doom 64. Uh, that said, they also have the $90 package, the deluxe edition or whatever the fuck. And that... Kinda of disturbs me. I know why, like, because they can guarantee themselves more money and that's you know, smart business decision and, and all that shit. That's not what I really want. I want to just pay my money and get my game and be done with the transaction after that. But the $90 purchase, you know, you pay for it now and then you get guaranteed, quote, a year's worth of DLC, and I think that's supposed to be two DLCs. Um Man, I don't know how I feel about that shit. Why does it got to be a year? Why do you got to put a time frame on it? Because like, what if you delay it? I'm sure they'll do right bias, blah, blah, blah. But I just wish it was just like, here you go. Here's the game. Good to go. And then no more worrying about it. But they do throw in some perks. And some people are into like, Oh, they classic skins and like the old school doom sounds or whatever the fuck. I don't care about any of that shit. I don't care about cosmetics. I don't want it to sound like an old Doom game. I'm fine with the new Doom game sounding like a new Doom game. That's actually what I want is something new. But uh hey, if that's worth an extra 30 bucks to you, go grab it. Sweet, whatever. And I don't know, like it's that's pretty much all we have right now. Like it's just this weird guarantee system where like uh we'll we'll give you something else or later on. I I don't know. It's strange. I don't really have any like well thought out commentary to give on that other than I, I wish I could just comfortably buy the game and be done with it. Maybe I will have. Maybe my $60 pre-order will be completely justified and I will feel like I got my money's worth out of it and I'll maybe I'll pick up the DLCs if they come out later and they're great. But I wish it was all just one slick package. DLCs or weird. Uh, the Witcher 3's DLCs were really cool, but even that, like, I played it after the fact. I didn't, like, buy Witcher 3 when it came out and then just sit around waiting on a on a DLC and, like, oh, I gotta get the new DLC or whatever. Hopefully it's something akin to that. Hopefully they, I don't know, get it right. But, ah, that's pretty much all I got, though, man. Is it gonna be worth the money? I hope so. I don't really have anything else to say about Doom Eternal other than, like, I'm super, super excited about it. I can't wait for it. I have all these like feelings going on and these crazy thoughts that are keeping me up at night about one way or the other. And hey, if you, if you guys have any thoughts and you want to hit it up, like come on, comment in the YouTube comments or comment on whatever podcast directory you're listening on. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at in the keep. Just whatever, man. Let's uh, keep the dialogue going. Get in the Discord, hashtag doom, and just talk it up. Hashtag fuck you, Violent Heart Doom, specifically to talk about the newer Dooms. Don't ask why it's called that. That's just the name of the channel. But really looking forward to hearing what you guys uh, feedback, thoughts. If you like content like this, if you want to hear more of these just like me rambling for a period of time uh, type episodes, let me know. And if you never want to hear this again, just let me know that also and I won't do it. (laughs) But I, th- I thought it'd be fun and I thought it'd be interesting to just kind of like lay it out there. Let's talk about one of these games that like, I, I'm not realistically getting anybody from the dev team on uh, anytime soon. But hey, if you guys do it, what I asked you in the first part of the episode, if we all come together, we pay it forward, we like, we subscribe, we share everything, we all just commit to doing that, If then the world would be a better place and maybe we'll get to that point at some point in the future um otherwise guys much love i love you all the drawn god cathalo loves you all take care and have a fantastic time waiting for doom eternal till next time stay in the keep